This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who He's created you to be. Thank you so much for joining us today. You know, I'm excited about being able to come into your home and just growing in our relationship with the Lord. And today I want to talk about the rewards of diligence. You know, we've been talking about and we're going to be talking about there's so much power in diligence. And so this message isn't to um, shut us down or to condemn us. This message is to call us up because there's greater things on the inside of each and every one of us. God wants us to fulfill His will upon the earth as it is in heaven. He wants us to release every gift and talent and calling and assignment But it's going to take diligence in order for us to be everything God's called and created us to be. So if you have your pens, papers, your your Bible, let's go to Hebrews chapter 6. And I'm going to read out of the New King James Version. And verse 10, it says, For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown toward His name, and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Notice that through faith and patience, you and I, He desires for us to inherit the promises. He says, but I want each of you to show the same diligence. I don't want you to become sluggish. I want you to be diligent. Say that with me. God wants me to be diligent. He doesn't want me to be sluggish, but He wants me to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. What does your life look like with you inheriting the promises? What does your life look like living life and life more abundantly? What does your life look like when you have seen a promise in the Bible? Maybe it's about forgiveness or healing in your body or restoration in your relationships. What does it look like you obtaining that, living in that, breathing it, talking it, walking it, having it? What's going to take diligence? Not not being lazy. Let's look at some definitions of diligence. Diligence means vehemently, means passionately, means speedily, at dawn, early, prompt, energetic, fervent. You know, this scripture just come to my mind, Proverbs 8, 17. It says, those who seek me early and diligently, they shall find me. What, what is he saying there? Those who are passionate about their relationship with God, those who are vehement, those who are fervent, those who are full of energy, those who are full of life. They're not playing church, but they're going after God with all their heart. You know, I want to read Romans chapter 12, verse 11, because it goes right along with the, the scripture on being diligent, on vehement, on being passionate. Some more of the definition means to be early, prompt, energetic, you know, When you think about being diligent, now once again, this is to call us up. This isn't to shut us down. Is Am I early or am I late? Because let's look at some of the words sluggish. Because he says, don't be sluggish, but I want you to be diligent. Sluggish means lacking in energy. Are you lacking in energy when it comes to your relationship with God? Are you lacking in energy when it comes to your your job, what you're called and created to do? Are you are you slow? Are you stagnant? Are you dull, slack, apathetic, passive, slow to respond, slothful, to lean idly, late? And some of you are saying, yeah, yeah, that's me. You're painting my picture. <laughs> some of you might even be saying, you know what? I, I'm not really lazy. You know, I just like to sleep a lot. <laughs> I think of, uh, you know, the word to lean. You know, when I was, I was growing up and we were putting in, 
you know, sprinkler systems or digging ditches or something like that, and you'd have one of your buddies, he's over there just leaning on the shovel. Well, that's what being sluggish means. Being lazy means I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean. I'm going to lean around and I'm not going to do anything. Say, that's not me. God is saying, I don't want you to be sluggish. I want you to be fervent. I want you to be passionate. I want you to be energetic. I'm going to get to Romans 12 here. I'm making my way over here. Romans 12, 11. And it says, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Not lagging in diligence, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Now, serving the Lord just doesn't mean when you go to church and you're lifting your hands or you're praying or you're giving in the offering. Serving the Lord should be an everyday occurrence for us. It should be who we are. Matthew 22, we love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and we love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Colossians 3.23, whatever we do, we do it heartily as unto God and not as unto man. Well, what are all those scriptures saying? Be diligent. Be diligent in going after God and be diligent in being the best you you can be. Be fervent. Be passionate. Be early. Be prompt. If we just took those scriptures right there and we started applying it to our life or those definitions right there, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be early to work. I'm going to be early when I have meetings. I'm going to do things prompt. I'm going to do it quickly. When God speaks, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to obey quickly and quietly. You know, that's something that we share with our kids all the time. We ask them to do something, do it quickly and quietly. Do it quickly. Now, I'm not saying they always do that, but it's something that we're working on, right? Because we want to do that when God speaks to us. We want to do it quickly and quietly. What, what are we doing? We're doing it diligent. Let, let's keep going in Hebrews chapter 6. And it says that imitate those who through faith and patience they inherit the promises. Imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. They, they, their faith is in God. They're, they're, they're patient. They're, they're, they're exercising the, the fruit of patience and they're walking in the promises of God. Now, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, I just want to read this to you. This is a very familiar scripture. And I'll just read it here in the New King James Version. It says, Without faith, it is impossible to please Him, for he who comes to God must believe that He is, and He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So not only is it important that you and I believe that God is, and, and most people, they don't have really a, a hard time believing that God is, that He's almighty and He created heaven and earth and He's you know, all-sufficient and all-powerful and all-present. But don't stop there. He says you must believe that, but you also must believe that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. And I've got to ask myself, do, do I qualify? Am I diligently seeking God with all of my heart? Am I diligently seeking His Word? Am I diligently being a part of what God is doing in the church and doing in the body of Christ around the world? Am I diligently being the best me that I can be? If I am, I must know that He is a rewarder. You can look back in Hebrews 6, verse 10. He says, I don't forget your labor of love. I don't forget you working. I don't forget you being diligent. I don't forget you being in the game. I don't forget the times that you're renewing your mind and you're declaring God's Word and you're standing on God's Word and you're believing God and you're being the best you you can be. He says, you must believe that He's a rewarder to those who do the Word of God. Say, He's rewarding me. 
What, what does that look like? The word reward means increase. It means blessing. It means added value. You know, it's a reward when God shows up in, in our life. I think of all the times that God has shown up in my life, and that is a reward. It's a reward when He heals our body. It's a reward when He increases us financially. It's a reward when we get wisdom to something we've been praying about. It is a reward when we have insight of how to handle our kids and, and how to take our marriage to the next level. It is a reward. It is a reward. He says, you must believe that God is, and He is the rewarder of them who diligently seek Him. So there's rewards to diligence. There's rewards to seeking God. But let's look at some rewards of slothfulness. Go with me in your Bible to Proverbs chapter 10. And before we keep getting into the rewards of diligence, let's look at some rewards of, of being lazy, of being apathetic, of being late, of, of not being early, of not being on time, not being quick to obey. You ready? I know, I know it's, it's good to look at both sides of the coin, right? So Proverbs chapter 10, listen to this, verse 4. He who has a slack hand becomes poor. He who has a slack hand, another word for sluggish or idle or sluggard or slothful, he who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. The hand of the diligent. You know it's important to have diligent hands. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 8, it says, God commands the blessing upon you and I and everything we put our hand to. Verse 12, it says once again that He blesses what we put our hand to. So if we're not putting our hand to something, He has nothing to bless. What are you putting your hand to? Because zero times anything is zero. So if I'm not doing anything, He can't multiply what I'm doing. God wants to bless what we put our hand to. So here's the reward, and we've got to ask ourselves, do I want the reward of the slothful, or do I want the reward of the diligent? It says the hand... He who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Say, that's me. I'm going to start being diligent. I'm going to start being passionate. I'm going to start being early. I'm going to start being prompt. I'm going to start going after God with all I know how to go after God. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 19. We'll see another, another reward of being slothful right here. Verse 4, the lazy man will not plow because of winter. He will beg during harvest and have nothing. This is actually Proverbs 20, verse 4, but it's a good one right here, right? It says, The lazy man will not plow because of winter. He will beg during harvest and have nothing. So the reward of being lazy is plowing. You won't plow because it's winter, and during harvest you're going to have nothing. Now let's go back to Proverbs 19, verse 15. It says, Laziness cast one into deep sleep, and an idle person suffers hunger. So, so how are we doing so far in being slothful or being lazy? Or I don't want the rewards of a lazy person. Do you? I want the rewards of a diligent person that, that God's going to show up and He's watching over His Word to perform it. And, and yes, it's, it's not about works. It's, it's only by His grace, but it takes diligence to know the heart of God. It takes diligence to know the mind of God. It takes diligence. Now, a lot of time people think, well, I can just live however I want to live and I'm still going to experience the promises of God. And that's like bringing God down to our level instead of us coming up to His level. He wants you and I to come up in our thinking, come up in our believing, come up in our words, come up in our life, come up in our attitude. He wants us to come up where His kids, where His children. 
and He wants us to come up and enjoy life and life more abundantly. And what is what are some of the ways that we can do this? By being diligent, energetic, passionate, early, prompt, quick to obey. We're on it. Yes, sir. Yeah. I know, I know that that might not be something that people say uh, maybe where you live is yes, sir, but it's a, I'll do it, Lord. You can count on me. That's what we're saying. But on the other hand, he says, don't be sluggish. Don't be slothful. Don't be late. Don't be lazy. Be the best you you can be. Let's keep going here. Proverbs chapter, um, let's see. Let's go to 20, 24 here. In, in, in verse 30, listen to this, Proverbs 24, verse 30. He says, I went by the field of a lazy man, by the vineyard of a man devoid of understanding. And there it was, all overgrown with thistles, and its surface was covered with needles. Its stone wall was broken down. And when I saw it, he said, I considered it well. I looked on and it received, and it received instruction, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. So shall your poverty come like a prowler and your need like an armed man. Your need like an armed man. Think what he's saying right there. He says, I, I, I looked at this and I saw how a man that's lazy, how things just are overgrown. I, I see how when we don't take care of things that things get sloppy. I, I see how when we're not, we're not diligent that things begin to go down. You know things are either moving forward or things are e either going backwards. Am I going forward or am I moving backwards? That's something that we've got to ask ourselves. I don't want to continue to go backwards. I want to move forward on purpose. I want to lift my thinking on purpose. I want to lift my believing on purpose. How do we do this? By being diligent. Not only diligently going after God, but diligently doing what He tells us to do and diligently being the best us we can be. Let's keep going here in Proverbs 26. It says, the lazy man says, there's a lion in the road. A fierce lion is in the streets. As a door turns on its hinges, so does the lazy man on his bed. The lazy man buries his hand in the bowl and wearies him to bring it back to his mouth. The lazy man is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly. I mean, think about what he's saying right here. The lazy man says, okay, uh, are you going to go to work today? Ah, there's a lion in the street. What do you mean there's a line in the street? You remember two years ago, whenever that line got out and ate fluffy? I mean, it was scary. I'm not going back out there again. <laughs> it says a lazy man, in other words, is looking for excuses of why they're not going to get up and be the best them they can be. They're being apathetic. They're being slow to move. They're being sluggish. They're being slothful. He goes on to say, and it says, as a door turns on its hinges, so does the lazy man on his bed. Think about a, a door that's connected to its hinges. It, it moves, but it's not really going anywhere. It's just kind of like you're, you're in your bed and you, you roll over. You're going to get up, and maybe later. The, the opportunity clock goes off, you hit it, roll back over, you're going to get up, maybe later. You hit it five times, and what is that? That's a lazy man rolling over in his bed, or, or there's an excuse after excuse after excuse, or are you going to do what you said you're going to do, maybe later. You're going to develop that gift and that passion and that dream, maybe later. 
eh, you're like the hinges on a door. There's some movement there, but you keep making excuses. The definition of excuse, when you look in Webster's Dictionary, means an invalid reason for neglecting your duty. In other words, there's no good reason for you and I not to get up and for you and I not to be diligent. There's no good reason why we can't go after God and know His heart and His mind and His motives and, and be the best us that we can be. Let's keep reading right here. Verse 15, the lazy man buries his hand in the bowl and it wearies him to bring it back to his mouth. Picture this with me here. This guy is, you, you've probably seen this as little kids, maybe on a, you know, America's Funniest Home Videos. I remember, you know, some, uh, some of our kids, when they, they were little, they would get so tired, they would, you know, they'd sit there and, what it's saying, this lazy man, you know, sticks his hand in the bowl and he's so lazy, he can't get it back to its mouth. In other words, it takes too much effort to make this one movement right here. It takes too much effort to do what God's telling us to do. It takes too much effort to clean up our life. It takes too much effort. It's just too much effort. Oh, it's just, it's just too much effort. You know, people looking at, at all the wrong things. What, what happens is whenever we put off what we need to do today, and we think, well, I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow, and then tomorrow, every every day has its own demands, and so now you have stuff that you need to do today, and the stuff that you need to do tomorrow, and you think, well, man, that, there's just so much to do right there. I'll just, I'll do it later. And so the third day, it has its own demands, and and so now you need to do what you need to do for that day, and the day before, and the day before, and you do a week of this, and you look up, and it seems so overwhelming. That's what he's saying. Don't. Don't, don't be so lazy. Don't, don't put things off. He says the reward of the diligent, I mean the reward of the slothful is, is poverty. The reward of the slothful, it's like a person that your, 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 your wall's overgrown and your grass is up high and your house is falling apart. And, and most of the time whenever you, you, know, you ask people or you talk to them about getting things in order, their excuse is, well, there's just not enough money. I don't have the money to do that. You know what? God isn't asking us to do something with something we don't have. We can start right where we're at and we can make the decision that I'm going to be diligent and I'm going to be passionate and I'm going to be early and I'm going to give it the best that I have. I'm going to, that's what diligence is. And I'm just going to mow my yard and I'm going to clean the car. Yeah, I might want a different car, but I'm going to take care of the car that I do have. And I'm going to take care of the house that I do have. And I'm going to take care of the clothes that I do have. And yeah, I might not have everything that I, I desire in my heart, but I'm going to be faithful right where I'm at. See, faithfulness is huge to God. Faithfulness is, a, is another word for diligence, that you're committed. Proverbs 28, 20 says a faithful man or a woman abounds with blessing. That you're, you're faithful, you're, you're being diligent, you're, you're using what you have. So I've got to ask, okay, do I want the rewards of being lazy or slothful? Please shake your head no. <laughs> no, no, I don't want that. Do I want the rewards of being diligent? Yeah. Yeah, the hand of the diligent will rule. The Proverbs 21.5 says, The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness. You know, you see a person that's diligent in what they're called and created to do. They're diligent in life. You see a spiritual person. Now, I'm talking longevity here. I'm talking not just getting on fire and you're jumping in the game and yeah, you're doing it one day. It starts with one day, but then it becomes a habit where that's the way you live. You're diligent. You're diligent. Once again, every one of us have been lazy. Every one of us have procrastinated. Every one, one of us have put things off to another day. 
but make a decision. Today, I'm going to make the decision that I'm going to be diligent. I'm not going to be lazy. I'm not going to be late. I'm not going to be tardy. I'm not going to be behind, well, just whatever will be. You know, it's just good enough for God. It's just good enough. It doesn't matter how I dress. doesn't matter how I live. doesn't matter my vehicle. doesn't matter, you know, whatever it is. No, don't have a whatever attitude. Let's have a spirit of excellence about us and that we're diligent and we're early and prompt and we're going to do the best we can with what we have. There are rewards and diligence. I want us to look, Ruth chapter 1. I know you're getting a lot out of this. I'm getting a lot out of it. But once again, it's not to shut us down because we can all come up in this area, right? I want to look in Ruth. And, and we could go to a lot of different stories whenever it comes to the power of diligence. You know, we could look at Elijah and Elijah, and we could look at Moses and Joshua. We could look at Paul and Timothy. Of just seeing the power in, in being diligent. And, and what, what does diligence look, look like? So let's look in Ruth. Stay with me here. You're doing a good job right after Judges if you're looking for it. And in verse 15, you know, here you have Naomi and Ruth and you have an, uh, one of the other sisters that, you know, she wasn't willing to hang in there. But, but notice what verse 15 said, because you look in the beginning, you know, they'd lost the kids, they'd lost the husbands, they'd lost the men. And in this day and age, it was very dangerous if they lost the men that provided and they worked and they, you know, they went out and they were, they were the protectors. They, they did what they were supposed to do. And, and so they're gone. Verse 15 and Naomi said, see your sister, because what happened, Naomi told him, okay, there's no men here, and if you were to hang out with me, even if, you know, we found a man and I was to have babies, they, you'd have to wait all that time before you can marry him again. So why don't you go on and go back and you just do whatever you feel like you need to do, and I, I'm going to go on, I'm going to go back to my family, I'm going to go back to where I feel like I'm supposed to be going. And, and this is what's happening here, verse 15. And Naomi said, see your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. Now, now, I want to pause here for a moment because this is a very powerful uh, spiritual principle that a lot of times when life doesn't happen the way we think it should happen or things get tough, we have a tendency to want to go back. Maybe you were serving God at one point in time in your life and, and because things got difficult and maybe you got offended. Mark chapter 4 verses 16 and 17, Jesus is explaining the, the parable of the sower, the sower of seeds and the different soil ground, the different ground. And, and he said, now the one is, is, is by the wayside and the enemy comes and he eats it immediately and the other one has just a little bit of ground in it and it receives the word. But when persecution arises and trouble arises on account of the word, it says that person, they get offended, they get displeased, they get mad and they walk away. And so notice the one sister, she went back to serve her gods. Don't, don't go back when... When a person is sluggish and lazy, they have a tendency not to apply what they know to apply. They have, they have a tendency not to be diligent, not to be determined, not to have that steadfast stick-to-itiveness that, that's on the inside of all of us. So Naomi's saying, all right, why don't you go back? And so she goes back to, to her people, verse 16, and Ruth said, Urge me not to leave you or to turn back from following you, for where you go I will go, and where you lodge I will lodge. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my, my God. Verse 17, Where you die I will die, there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death 
parts me from you. And when Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said no more. When she saw that she was diligent. See, there, there are certain relationships that God has created to connect us to. And when you sense those relationships on the inside, when you know that church that God has called you to, when you know the ministry that God has called you to, when you know that marriage covenant partner that God has called you to, don't allow the enemy to separate what God has brought together. Because in that soil, in that church, in that relationship, in those key relationships, that's where your wisdom is. That's where your strength is. That's where your courage is. That's, that's where the, 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 the opportunity for you to develop is. And, and Ruth realized this. She knew I'm designed to be connected. And when Naomi saw that she was determined, she said, I don't care what happens. Where you go, I'm going to go. And so you can keep reading the story in Ruth 2, 3, and 4, and you see Ruth, they go back to Naomi's homeland, and she just didn't sit on the couch and eat bonbons. You know, she just didn't sit back and, sit back and just think, well, if it's God's will, it's just going to happen. No, the Bible says she was diligent. She was diligent to get into the field. She was diligent to get out there and to do what she needed to do in the natural. She probably got her hair messed up and was sweating her makeup off if she even had any makeup. I mean, she was willing to be diligent. And what happened? Her diligence set her up to walk in God's blessing. That she was diligent to, to God. She was diligent to Naomi. She was diligent to do what she knew to do. And when she was diligent, it set her up for God to put it on a, a man's heart, Boaz, to notice her. Not only did, did her looks catch his eye, her diligence caught his eye. Because she was just diligent, staying faithful to God, faithful to that divine connection, faithful doing what she needed to do. And as the story goes on, she ends up marrying Boaz. And because of her diligence, she lives like a queen for the rest of her life. What if, what if she would have allowed her emotions and her feelings to separate her from the place that God had called and created her to be? What if, uh, what if that relationship that maybe it was difficult for you in your life and, and you got hurt or you got offended and you walked away or, 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 or you allowed your feelings to separate you from that church that God has called you to, I'm going to ask you today to, to search, search your heart and allow God to heal your heart and, and forgive that person. In Psalms 119, 165, make a decision. I'm going to love the truth and I'm not going to get offended because when we're offended, off ended, it gets us off track and it ends the process. But you can ask God to forgive you for quitting. You can ask God to forgive you for getting offended. You can ask God to help you forgive that other person because we all deal with things. Jesus said in the last days, many offenses will come. But that mean, that doesn't mean that we have to take the offenses. So I want to encourage you, just like Ruth, be diligent. Be diligent to the church that God has called you to. Be diligent to those spiritual leaders in your life. Be diligent to the ministries. Be diligent to God's Word. Be diligent to be who God has called you to be. Remember Hebrews eleven six. Without faith it is impossible to please God, but those who come to God must believe that He is, and He is the rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you, and we'll see you soon.